I want to go over and debunk some of the claims that uh, Tori made. So let's start. Okay. So this is not a typical video that I would normally post, but I feel like it is far more important and something that needed to be addressed. So a little bit about me, my name is Tori Hadley. I am 19 years old and I am a sophomore at BYU in Idaho. I major in international studies with a minor in economics and I study human rights and advocacy. I was born and raised in San Diego in a very liberal town. When I got to high school, I was very socially constructed to believe that blacks are supposed to be Democrats. Listen to how she framed that sentence. I was socially constructed to believe that blacks are supposed to be Democrats. Blacks aren't Democrats. Blacks are voters, okay? Uh, blacks aren't Democrat. Blacks vote for Democrats. There's a huge difference. Democrats are politicians. Voters, in this case, black voters, are their constituents, okay? Black people, regardless of how they feel, vote Democrat. And one of the reasons for this is because black people feel that they have a material interest in voting for Democrats over Republicans. Then I got to college and everything changed. I started digging deep and was actually being immersed in politics and I was able to really formulate my own opinion based on facts and realize that I had been lied to and tricked my entire life. Lied to and tricked your whole life. Who did that? Who? Come on. I have to tell you guys a secret that's probably going to offend a lot of you and probably confuse most of you too. I'm a Republican. <gasps> Black people aren't Republicans, Tori. Well, I am. I guess Tori hasn't heard of Colin Powell or Martin Luther King or Avita King. Avita King is Martin Luther King's niece. I know being a Republican is very offensive today and punishable by being canceled. Okay, name me one Republican that has been canceled by being Republican going for states' rights or small government or being pro-small business or being pro-gun, how have they been canceled? You can only be canceled from within your group, not outside of it. So if you are being MAGA and, and, and Trump, you're not going to be canceled because you're going to have a new group of supporters. Those are Republican, conservatives, and Trump supporters. Before you dislike this video and unsubscribe and comment about how much you hate me, how I'm racist, and thrust my name down there, watch the video. And then you can do whatever you want. Unsubscribe. Dislike it. I don't care. But just watch the video. When we think of equality and freedom, people tend to associate that with the Democratic Party, which in reality is completely wrong. Ever since it was founded in 1829, the Democratic Party has fought against every free major civil rights act. The Democratic Party defended slavery, started the Civil War, opposed Reconstruction, and founded the Ku Klux Klan. But that's not something you will learn in school, because guess what? Let's the Democratic Party defended slavery, started the Civil War, opposed Reconstruction, and founded the Ku Klux Klan. But that's not something you will learn in school, because guess what? Liberals run the education system. Liberals run the education system. Okay. Dems defended slavery, uh, started the Civil War, opposed Reconstruction, and founded the KKK. Okay. First, Southern plantation owners defended slavery. The reason why they did that is to protect the material interest. That is their property, which was slaves and their business, which was growing, whether it be cotton or other crops so that they can continue making money. That's it. 
That's all this whole thing is. It's over slavery and people losing money on their businesses. So something that she does a lot is instead of saying white Southerners or just Southerners in the South who have farms, what she says is Democrats. And it's really important that we link the actual people who are fighting the war instead of making it about party because it has nothing to do about the party. There are two popular vehicles in America. That's the Republican and the Democrats. And they're both used by people in the country to get material power within society to either help themselves or to hurt others. That's how this thing goes. So when we're talking about the Democrats, what she is specifically talking about are Southern Democrats. Southern Democrats who had a stake or owned outright plantations and they use policies in order to maintain their businesses and their white supremacy. The Republican Party was founded in 1854 as an anti-slavery party. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. Anti-slavery party. And their mission was to abolish slavery completely in the Western territories. Okay, you just said that they were anti-slavery, but come to find out that they weren't. They were actually about not expanding slavery. And that's something that's very crucial if you wanna talk about the formation of the GOP or you wanna talk about the formation of the Democratic Party. The formation of the GOP was not to stop slavery. It was to stop the expansion of slavery. So the popular I guess political stance of the time when the GOP was created was to stop the expansion of slavery, not to be anti-slavery or to abolish slavery. And that's something that she mentioned. Seven Democratic justices voted in favor of slavery and two Republican justices opposed it. And this leads us to the Civil War in 1861 to 1865. Do you guys remember that great commander in chief that freed the slaves? Abraham Lincoln. Guess what? Yes, Abraham Lincoln did free the slaves. But during that time, Abraham Lincoln was at best a centrist when it came towards the issue of slavery. And here's a quote by him. 1862, August, Lincoln stated, if I could save the union without freeing any slaves, I would do it. If I could save it by freeing all the slaves, I would do it. If I could save it by freeing some and leaving others alone, I would also do that. This is something which is really important because Lincoln was at worst a centrist and at best a liberal. Yes, I mean liberal. Over 158 years ago, the Republican Party was um, uh, the liberal party. Uh, Democrats were the conservative party. Inside the Republican Party, you had two wings of that party. You had the radical Republicans, you know, the radical left. You had the radical Republicans. You had the liberal Republicans. The radicals wanted to end slavery without compromise. And then you had the liberal Republicans who were for ending slavery, but opposed Reconstruction. That's right. It wasn't just Democrats who opposed Reconstruction. It was also some Republicans, and those Republicans were liberal. Also, during that time, you, you still have the Democrats who are still in the North. And you had war Democrats, and you had Copperhead Democrats who were for peace. 
the war Democrats supported the Union and they wanted to get rid of the Confederacy. And then you had the Copperhead Democrats who wanted there to be peace between the Union and the Confederacy. This is important to understand. When you look at the, the real history, you find out that these parties aren't monoliths. It's not like the Republicans all believed in one thing and the Democrats believed in another. There's a lot of gray and there are a lot of factions within each party. Okay, so let's go back to that first quote of Abraham Lincoln saying, okay, if I could save the union and keep slaves, I would. Why did he say that? Well, the reason is, is because he was forced, and I mean this, he was forced to abolish slavery. So let's talk about that. The reason why Lincoln freed the slaves is because in a very quick answer, quick answer, he was forced to. He was forced by field commanders, radical Republicans, and abolitionists in the slaves themselves. So I'm going to read to you some of the things that happened that put Abraham Lincoln in an awkward position to where he had to abolish slavery. So when we're talking about field commanders, General Benjamin Butler, who had been a lawyer and a politician before the war, had declared slaves who escaped to the Union lines contraband of war, not returnable to their masters. In August, Major General John C. Fremont, commander of the Union forces in Missouri, had issued an order freeing the slaves of the Confederate sympathizers in Missouri. Lincoln incensed, he was upset by Fremont's assumption of authority and fearful of the measure would alarm other Southern Union friends and turn them against us, revoked the order, but allowed Union generals discretion in providing refuge to fugitive slaves. So Lincoln was upset that these generals were going around freeing slaves. He just wanted to stop the rebellion. He did not want, uh, he did not want uh, slave owners to give up their slaves. Congress too adopted a series of anti-slave measures. In August, 1861, it passed a confiscation act authorizing the seizure of all properties, including slaves used for Confederate military purposes. Then in the spring and summer of 1862, Congress abolished slavery in the District of Columbia and territories, prohibited Union soldiers from returning fugitive slaves and allowed the president to enlist African-Americans in the army and called for the seizure of Confederate property. And there are many, many more things that were done that put Abraham Lincoln in the situation in which he found himself. There's even uh, issues when Lincoln tried to go to the slave owners themselves and say, hey, we will give you money if you give up your slaves. And the slave owners said no. And because slave owners were unwilling to even compromise, even when it was in exchange for money, that's one of the reasons why Abraham had to put his foot down. It wasn't because he chose to do this or because of some virtue. It was because of political pressure from radical activists. And six days after the Confederate army surrendered, Don Wilkes Booth, a Democrat, assassinated him. The Vice President Lyndon Johnson assumed the position as president and he was a Democrat. Luckily, the 13th, 14th, and 15th amendments were still passed because of universal Republican support. Okay, yes, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, also known as the Civil War Amendments, um, went through with 
amazing Republican support. And the reason for that is because the Republicans literally won the war. So when you win the war, you get to make the rules. So the 13th and 14th and 15th Amendment, 13th Amendment abolished slavery except for prisons. The 14th um, made all slaves citizens. And the 15th, the 15th Amendment gave black men the right to vote. And this also helped with preventing um, slavery from arising again and then also causing another rift within the country. So again, this isn't something which is necessarily because of political will or the betterment of, of the people in government who did this. It's because if you look at history going back, the whole issue of slavery had been kicked down the road repeatedly again after again after again, and no one wanted to focus on it. The fact that we had a civil war that was the straw that broke the camel's back. It had to be ended, just practically. America could no longer continue having the kind of slavery that it had at that time. And because of this, 22 black Republicans were able to serve in the US Congress. Democrats didn't elect any black people in Congress until 1935. Yes, voters, not Democrats, voters eventually elected the first black Democrat. And it wasn't in the South. I repeat, it was not in the South. You know, Mississippi, Alabama, uh, Missouri, it wasn't in the South. Where was it? It was in Illinois, in the North. His name is Arthur Mitchell, and I'll leave a link down below. So this reconstruction occurred from 1865 to 1877, and that's because federal troops came in to grant blacks power. After they left, Democrats took back their power in the South. White supremacy was reestablished, and laws were put in place to restrict blacks once again. Black codes, poll taxes, and literacy tests all used to subvert black citizens. And this was all done by fear and terror from the Ku Klux Klan. Okay. So what she's talking about with black codes and um, poll taxes, she's referring to the Jim Crow laws. Those were the laws that came into play when basically the Republican Party just gave up with trying to continue Reconstruction. They pulled out and then all of these laws came into to play. And what she does is she puts it completely on the Ku Klux Klan. And yes, I am, not uh, I am not diminishing at all any of the atrocities and domestic terrorism that this domestic terrorist organization has done to the black community and throughout America. What I am saying is that the KKK were nevertheless the minority of people within the South. It wasn't like every other white person in the South were affiliated with the KKK. The reason why the KKK was able to have so much political power in the South is because of people who either sympathize, people who enabled, or people who were just ambivalent. And because of that, the Klan were able to leverage power within the South. And all of these laws, they were not all passed by people who were Klan members. They were passed by people who wanted to see uh, white supremacy reign as long as possible. And the founder of the KKK was Nathan Bedford Forrest, who lo and behold, was a Democrat. Idiot! Yes, Nathan Bedford Forrest was uh, a, a person who aligned himself with the Democratic Party. 
But one thing which is really important to remember is that he was a Confederate uh, soldier. Matter of fact, he was a general. And when the Confederacy fell, he went to the only party that opposed a lot of the Republican laws and policies that were coming in from the North. And that just happened to be with the Democrat Party. It's important to focus on the fact that a lot of people now who are pro-Confederate um, or they, they revere the Confederacy, they wave the flag all the time, are Republican, not Democrat. So, and that's and that's one of the reasons why I bring this up. Everyone is focusing on the fact that the person who created the, the KKK was a voting Democrat. But they leave out the fact that they are all coming from the Confederacy, Confederacy upon which Republicans revere a lot. Eric Foner, who himself is a Democrat, said, In effect, the Klan was a military force serving the interests of the Democratic Party. Really? What makes you say that? That's so odd. Wow. The Democratic Party defended slavery, started the Civil War, opposed Reconstruction, and founded the Ku Klux Klan. But that's not something you will learn in school, because guess what? Liberals run the education system. Then, the only opposition that came to the landmark Civil Rights Act in 1964 came from the Democrats. But the Republicans were the ones that were able to get the extra votes to get this law passed and truly free black people in America and end segregation. First, you say in the beginning of your video that Democrats were against every single Civil Rights Act, and then you didn't even cite it. You didn't even cite anything. And now when they actually propose and pass the Civil Rights Act, then you want to say that due to some of the votes of Republicans, they were able to push it through. And that was true, but you're leaving out the difficulty of passing the act in the first place. You see, the reason why the act was being able to pass in the first place was because of the death of John F. Kennedy who in 1963 was trying to push for the Civil Rights Act to be made law. It was only after his death that LBJ was able to leverage his death in order to have it pass. So when the Democrats' efforts failed to enslave black people, they had to come up with a new tactic. Since black people are now able to vote, they might as well get them to vote Democrat. Yeah, and then you did this weird twist where through the Civil Rights Act, that was actually Democrats' way of trying to control black people. So then they had to come up with another way, and that was to get black people to vote Democrat. What you're doing right now is robbing black people of their own agency and their own free will. Black people have and will always continue to do things that they see which is in their material best interest. They're not being manipulated more than any other group in America. I'm telling you this, not as someone who's a Democrat, because I'm not. I'm just telling you this as someone who actually does the work and looks at the evidence and the facts, which is something that you say that you've done and you're encouraging other people to do. Wait a minute. Here is the irony of it all. President Lyndon B. Johnson, who was in the House from 1963 to 1969, had this to say about the Civil Rights Act. Go ahead and read it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it. That LBJ quote is. It's a meme. The LBJ quote is a meme, and there is, I haven't been able to find any evidence of him actually saying something like that. Now, would I put it past him that he never said the N word? It's possible. I mean. 
he's a incredibly old man in the 60s so i'm assuming he probably did now did he say that quote no i don't think so this is a quote from Carol Swain. Democratic Party prospers on the votes of the very people it has spent much of its history oppressing. Democrats falsely claimed that the Republican Party is the villain, when in reality, it's the failed policies of the Democratic Party that have kept the blacks down. It was all a lie. Okay, Carol Swan. Carol Swan is a far-right Republican who does PragerU propaganda. She's not the most reliable source when it comes to having an objective uh, opinion about anything. Furthermore, everything that she's talking about, the, the, the last policies that the Republican Party tried to do for black people happened over 143 years, uh, happened over 143 years ago. Like there's, name me one policy since Reconstruction one policy since reconstruction that has materially benefited black people the all of these black conservatives they base their entire political identity off of the the disappointment of the democratic party you're voting against the democratic party but you're not voting for republicans and that's my ish my main issue with you if you could actually cite policies that would that have been shown to actually materially help black people, you would have a much more powerful um, point in what you're saying. You would have a much, much more powerful point, but you don't. Everything you're saying is against Democrats. And I'm telling you as someone who is a leftist, I am not a Democrat, I'm an independent. I am telling you that the Democrat party is, I'm telling you that the Democrat Party is not the best. <laughs> they're, uh, they're a complete disappointment. They, um, they do a lot of talk, but they don't do the walk. But Tori, all of this was years ago. The Democratic Party has changed. Well, no. Well, yeah, and if you disagree, give me some citation. You're sitting here saying that the, the Democrats haven't changed. Well, if you look at the Democratic Party and you look at the Republican Party, they have changed. When Martin Luther King was a Republican, when you would look at the Republican Party, you would see a much more diverse group of people. Now, when you look at the Republican Party, they're all white and they're all chiefly from the South. So either all the racist people who fought against the Union and the Civil War all left the South and went to the East and West Coast or they continued to stay and then change parties and because they felt like changing parties gave them a material benefit which favored them so that's why they voted for them it doesn't matter whether you're a democrat or republican it's about whether or not that person is going to do something right by you it's about whether or not a party is going to do right by you it's not being loyal to the Republicans or being loyal to the Democrats, they're politicians, they're political parties. If you treat, if you treat political parties like sports teams, then you are actually being the one who's going to be used because being a Ravens fan, it doesn't matter where I live in America, I can be a Ravens fan or I can just drop being a Ravens fan and, and be a, a Cowboy Dallas fan. It, it, it doesn't matter. However, it does matter 
where I lay my vote when it comes to Democrats or Republicans. If Democrats, or in this case, if Republicans were actually offering substantive policy and I believed in them, in their policy, then I would vote for them. I mean, but right now they haven't. And sure, right now that I'm posting this, Trump uh, recently said that he was going to um, invest $500 billion into the black community. I don't believe that at all. I don't. He said that he was going to talk to coal miners and bring their jobs back. He said that he was going to bring all kinds of manufacturing back to America and more manufacturing has left America. He, if he hasn't helped them, he sure as hell isn't going to help black people. I think what he's doing is just saying this just to, just to, just to hurt the, the Democrat party's chance of winning because right now the democratic party needs as many votes as they can get don't get me wrong i have tons of friends and family members that are democrats and they are good people but the ideologies they support are not helping the black community these are statistics that i found from candace owens that get no coverage that are very disturbing that do not get talked about 75 percent of black boys in california don't meet state reading requirements in 2016, in inner cities like Baltimore, within five schools, none of the students were found to be proficient in math or reading. The single motherhood rate in black communities was at 23% in the 1960s and is at 74% today. More black babies are aborted than born in New York City. Whether you are pro-life or pro-choice, it is evident that Planned Parenthood is targeting black women. Okay. All of these Candace Owens statistics, let's say they're right. Okay, how does it fare in red states? How red states, red small towns where there's a black population, are those people better and doing better than they are in blue states and blue cities? Are they? Or are they about the same? And that's what I'm talking about. Everything that's levied towards the Democrats are based on their failures, but there are no success stories of Republicans in sight anywhere. They don't talk about it because there aren't any. The only reason why you should vote Republican is because you're voting against the Democrats, not for the, Dem uh, not for the Republicans. But that's not something you'll hear on the media because it doesn't fit the left's agenda. Well, whether it's right or left wing, the media doesn't care about statistics that happen to black people. They don't. And the reason for that is because that all of these media outlets are controlled and dominated by white people and white people are going to show issues that affect white people. Why are they doing that? Is it because they're racist? No, it's not because they're racist. It's because it's about making money. If I'm going to show the news, then the news that's going to make money are, is the news that's going to have as many viewers. And with many viewers, you get a higher ad revenue. And that means you can make more money. It's not because of any sort of political agenda. It's because news outlets, whether they're left wing or right wing, only show things that are going to bring them money. It's out of capitalistic interest that news media shows what they do. It's not because they have some sort of political agenda. And also you can go to YouTube right now, type in Fox News and 
black abortion rates. The only people who talk about it are guests who come on, like Candace Owens or Carol Swan, who come on, uh, Carol Swain, who come on and they talk about for like maybe two or five minutes. You're not going to hear Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity have an in-depth um a piece or expose on the situation happening to um, black people, whether they're in red states or blue states or um, blue cities or red towns. They're not going to do that. Why? Because the bulk of people who watch their shows are going to be white people and white people have been socially conditioned or can, you know, socially constructed to be only interested and issues and things that happen to other white people. That's one of the reasons why people talk about black on black crime and no one talks about white on white crime. And these issues were all because of democratic policies, policies put in place to protect us. But that protection was just disguised as oppression. And this again, what are some of the uh, again, what are some of the policies that you have an issue with? Name me one. And when I'm talking about policies, I'm not just talking about what's happening in some sort of blue city. I'm talking about nationally on a federal level. What has what have Republicans done that is good for black people and what specific policies, whether and I'll give this to you. It can be a, a blue city or town state what are some of those policies that help black uh, that hurt black people and what are some policies that are conservative based that will help black people that every single day it comes in a form of fear constructed by the left these politicians use these terrible crimes that happen to innocent people as ways to gain the black vote it's happened before from the democratic party fear tactics were used by the kkk to suppress us in the past why is this new news they make us feel afraid make us feel oppressed and make us feel like we don't have a place in this country and they mock the very existence of our ancestors that bled and died so we could stand here today and be free Okay, yes, yes, it's the left who, who, who do this. Yes, it's only the left. The right never demagogues and tries to scare its base in order for them to, to vote for them. Yeah, of course, they don't do that at all. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. Immigration and Customs Enforcement revealing some new details about the brutal stabbing death that happened back in July. Seven suspects are in custody, six of them tagged as gang members. Uh, Garrett Tenney's live for us in Washington. Look, what you just did was connect the media, a domestic terrorist organization and a party as being all equivalent, which they're not. They operate totally different and have completely different tactics. You know, burning crosses and lynching isn't the same as putting on uh, fear porn in order to scare people so that they can continue watching in order so that they can make money off of the ad revenues or then politicians working the base fears of their constituents in order for their constituents to continue to keep them in office or to bring them into office. All of those things are different. You may be able to connect them, but they're all different and should be treated as such. 
And how do we react when they use these fear tactics every four years to get our vote? We allow them to make us feel like victims, exactly what the left wants. They swoon in and promise that they can save us as long as we vote for them. But that protection was just disguised as oppression. The left does not care about black people. They care about votes. They make us feel like victims and all they want it are our votes. I wanna put it to you this way, coal miners. Coal miners are losing their jobs. Coal mining industry is going out and one of the reasons for this is because of fracking, which both parties are for, okay? So now it's making coal mining obsolete. And so people are losing their jobs. Trump came in and said, hey, I'm gonna keep your jobs and I'm gonna bring back coal. And what did all the coal miners do? They voted for Trump. When you're white in America and, and you're a victim, you're a victim of circumstance. It's not your fault. It's because of the system. It's some outside force that's, that's coming in, happening to you, that's holding you back from reaching your greatness. And all you need to do is elect this person and they're going to make everything better. However, when it comes to black people, we're, we're victims. We're, we have the victim mentality and we're, we're giving in to politicians who say they're going to help us, but they're not. No, black people and white people, when it comes to politics, are the same. We all have interests. We all have certain economic um, struggles. And what we do, we vote for people who we feel are going to serve us or serve us um, materially. We're, we, we vote for people who are going to help us out. It doesn't matter whether or not you're black or white. Coal miners are losing their job, so they're going to vote for a for the politician who cares about them. Black people economically have been stressed for a long time. So who they're gonna vote for are people who recognize their, their pain and struggle and say and put forth policies that are gonna materially benefit them. All parties do it, this is just politics. And also about vote, yes, politicians, whether you're white, black, yellow, red, doesn't matter, want your vote. Why? Because they want to gain power, whether it's for good or evil. And so what they're going to do is say and do whatever is possible to attain that power. That's the social, con that's the social contract that constituents have with their representative. Structure of the Negro community, it's controlled by the white liberal. Let's take Hillary Clinton, for example, a white liberal who knows absolutely nothing about black history, claims she keeps hot sauce in her purse and has a Beyonce concert, who usually poses as the friend. I think she's actually trying to just get our vote, guys. Okay. Malcolm X is the conservative, the black conservative best friend. And when I mean Malcolm X, I'm talking about pre-Hajj Malcolm X. See, when he's talking about liberals in that clip, he's not letting conservatives off the hook. He is saying that both of them are horrible. And I'm gonna tell you this right now, both of them, Democrats and Republicans are horrible. The only difference is about minimizing. There are many people who vote Democrat, not because they necessarily agree with the Democrats um, policy, but what the Democrats are offering is less harmful than what the Republicans are offering. Do you understand? Do you get how that works? They're, it's called the lesser of two evils. Both parties suck. Okay, which party sucks the least? And that's what people do. People are voting because 
they feel that there are only two options, so they're voting for the lesser of those options. And so when we look at uh, Malcolm X during this time, Malcolm X, before he went on Hodge, did not believe in either the Republicans or the Democrats. What he wanted was a black ethno state. I will repeat, all of this talk about not trusting white liberals was coming from a person who also did not trust white conservatives and felt that it was in the best interest of black people to create their own ethno state. That's the pre-Hodge Malcolm X that a lot of black conservatives are talking about. After his Hodge, he realized that there wasn't a difference between white and black people, and he totally changed his stance on a lot of the things that he said before. Okay, Hillary Clinton. So, what was Hillary Clinton doing as far as the hot sauce in her bag? Hillary Clinton was pandering. That's what people do. Okay, let's look at Donald Trump. What did he do with the coal miners? He pandered. That's what politicians do. Has has Donald Trump ever done any bit of manual labor? No. He put on a miner hat and he'll parade around like he's a miner because it impresses voters and encourages voters to vote for him. And then we have Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe. He said something along the lines of, if you have a problem figuring out whether or not to vote for me or Trump, you ain't black. Wow, Joe, you have my vote. Please don't take my black card. God, Joe Biden. Yeah, so that was cringe, and I'm not gonna. I, I, I'm not gonna defend that. Uh, I'm not voting for him, so you know, fuck Joe Biden. We gotta talk about Obama. With his eight years in office, 13 million more people were on food stamps, and 8 million more people were living in poverty. But it's okay because he's black and he understands us, right? And before COVID-19, 14 states had record low unemployment rates under the Republican president, Donald Trump. Oh God, now I gotta, I gotta talk about Obama. Okay, yeah, 13 million people more were on um, food stamps and 8 million people slipped into poverty. Okay, what economic, uh, what economic event happened officially in 2007 in December, a year before uh, Barack Obama became president? Hmm? You probably don't remember it because you were six years old when it happened, but it was called the Great Recession. And during that time, a lot of people lost, 30 million people lost their homes and a lot of people slipped into poverty. And that low unemployment that you're bragging that Trump um, had started under Obama. It was just a continuing trend based on Obama era policies that helped the black community. And also you're completely, you're completely leaving out the fact that Trump allowed COVID to enter the country and downplayed its effects and cost the lives of 200,000 Americans. More Americans have died from COVID than any, any event since the Civil War. That's how bad this disease is. And it's also cost me my job as a black person. I had a job before Trump allowed COVID to come into the country and then downplayed it for months.
Facts tell truth. Before you blindly follow behind a crowd, do your own research. Formulate your own opinion, not off of what's popular, but off of what's right. The problem with our society is we don't take the time to truly educate ourselves and we allow people to have power over our mind. I wanna see an actual change in the black community and that is not going to happen until we stop allowing ourselves to be controlled and manipulated. I will not be victimized by a political party that oppressed our ancestors and is trying to oppress us today. Okay. Again, no one is controlling or manipulating black people, no more so than they're doing with any other group. I honestly feel that this whole idea of being manipulated and controlled is from internalized racism that you have about black people because of the the role that black people played hundreds of years ago it's a slave mentality which for a lot of people is really difficult to shake but i can assure you that you haven't left the left. When you sit here and say, why I left the left, you did not leave the left. You left the center right and you went further to the right. If you are talking about the left, then what you would be talking about is AOC, who's a progressive. You would be talking about Bernie Sanders, who is an independent. There are lefties out there. And if you look at a lot of leftism, then you'll realize that the Democratic Party at best is centrist. Okay, so when you're sitting here talking about why I left the left, you didn't leave the left. You went from the center to the right. So, so with that said, what I would like to hear, not just from you, but from any anybody who, who who's left the left or left the Democratic Party, what are some policies that have been proven to help black people and what policies have been proven to help black people that are coming from the conservative party that are that's coming from the Republican Party? What are some of the policies? This entire video, you talked about this really simplistic whitewash history of the Democrats, but you haven't talked about any of the accomplishments of the Republicans since Reconstruction. Okay, what have the Republicans been doing for the past 143 years? What sweeping legislation that has been really substantive to black America? Okay, I know a lot of people are gonna talk about the First Step Act. Okay, that's literally a first step. I'm talking about major systemic change that benefited black people. I don't want to hear about how horrible blue state black people are doing or how, you know, in Baltimore, black people are doing bad in Baltimore. I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear success stories in red states. I want to see success stories in, in small uh, red towns. That's why I that's what I want to see. Because anytime you look at places such as Tulsa, Oklahoma, they covered it up. They covered up the massacre on Black Wall Street, okay? When you look at Alabama or uh, Mississippi or, or just the South in general, the UN had to go in and investigate the state of affairs of what people are living in, black people, and black people are living literally in sewage. As part of his poverty tour, Alston visited Lowndes County, where the Halcombs live just yards away from their town's wastewater lagoon. The irony is their entire African-American neighborhood isn't connected to the sewer system the lagoon serves, and they rely on their own faulty septic tank. There are no white people living nowhere around in this poor, all the way back to 21. 
It's all black. Your front yard looks like a lake. He looked busting that yesterday. When it rains, the rest of the town's waste backs up into the Halcombs yard. They need to get that sewage off and over here. It shouldn't be in this neighborhood. So you need to come up with substantive policies to, for me to show me why I should vote for Republicans because I'm not gonna be voting for the uh, Democratic president and I'm sure as hell I'm not gonna be voting for the Republican president.